I'm Jeremy Green. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I have covered every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and now we're looking at the Winchesters, the uh, fresh off the block prequel to Supernatural. Uh, Chris, how are you today? I'm feeling great, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing good. Why does this feel different than Steal His Kingdom Keeps, our Merlin podcast that we pivoted to after we finished every episode of Supernatural? This feels different. Like it just, I'm in the same chair. I'm at the same computer, but it feels yeah. different. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's a new show. It's exciting. This is the first time that we've covered a show right after it aired, mm-hmm. so that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Supernatural has, has been a big part of our lives for a while, and then we kind of maybe took a break from it. I felt like I was totally burnt out on Supernatural. But going into this, let me tell you, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's interesting. The last episode we released of Monster of the Week was uh, a, a very brief episode that covered the trailer that came out. We had like a 10 or 15 minute conversation and both of us were extremely negative about it. Neither one of us really, oh, yeah. really liked anything about what we saw. We thought it was kind of cheesy. Uh, we, we didn't really see like the vision for, for the show at all. It just kind of, it felt like it just not even a cash in opportunity, but it just felt like, Oh, like they're, they're doing, they're doing this, but they're not they're, they They don't have it clocked in they don't have a vision for this uh and i am mm. i've had that attitude since as i saw more and more information coming out um we we found out since then that like you know hey they're they're casting non-binary non-binary actors uh specifically as non-binary characters and that's important to us we want to have a a, 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 a multicultural show we, we want to do these things um but the thing that i kept hearing or the thing that i never did hear is like why though (laughs) like why why do we have this show why are we telling this story um and almost immediately we we get clocked in like when we hear dean we hear jensen ackles as dean winchester narrate this story and say like hey we're gonna put the pieces together like i'm still putting the pieces together it immediately drew me in like i was like okay i'm i'm here for the ride let's let's do this yeah I think that the, for me personally, the best thing that I could have done was take a full break from Supernatural. I haven't watched any episodes. We haven't really done anything in a few months for the Monster of the Week feed, really. I mean, if you're listening to this. Um, so taking that time away and then to come back, it's like I, I found myself so nostalgic. And I said this in the Discord last night that watching it with commercials, like that's a new experience for sure. me. I haven't mm-hmm. watched television with commercials in a really long time because I don't have cable. So um, I don't normally watch stuff live, but I watched it uh, with my dad. So um, full commercials. And it really somehow the made me nostalgic for for just watching Supernatural when I was in high school or college. And um, it was just a fun feeling going into this. It's interesting because, uh, you know, this is, you know, Jensen and Daniel's baby. Uh, they, they they fought for Robbie Thompson to be the writer on this project and to be, I believe, the showrunner. Um, but to to really get him on, they really liked his vision of Supernatural. And he hasn't written for Supernatural in, in a long time. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he wasn't writing for Supernatural in season one. Uh, but... All of those, all of those factors, all of the people behind this have made this feel very much in the same vibe of season one of Supernatural, without it feeling like a copycat of Supernatural. Like it's still very right. it's structured, very similar. Um, I feel like they're giving themselves that Monster of the Week premise pretty easily, 
uh, I skimmed through IMDb has like some real brief episode descriptions of the next few episodes. And it's very much like there's a monster next door to Mary's house <laughs> kind of thing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that's bad at all. Like I'm just saying like, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent uh, while not feeling uh, exactly the same. Like it's that same, it's like, you know, it's, it's exactly what I would have wanted out of a supernatural reboot that I don't think a supernatural reboot could do because they would be just struggling to yeah. throw Sam and Dean at us. Whereas this like, Oh, here's some relatively new characters. Like we know some of these, some of these we do not. And we were getting told a new story. Um, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it just pulled me in immediately. Yeah. They, they really nailed the tone. And I, and I think it, that's really what it comes down to is you can, you can put any type of character, any type of setting, uh, but it all comes down to, does this feel like an episode of supernatural? And it did like, you know, it is fresh and new. It is something different, but it still gave me uh, that feeling. And, and I was really surprised by that. If you listen to anything that I said about this show previously, it was very negative. Yeah. <laughs> I was not interested. Even about a week ago, if you asked me if I was going to watch this, I would have said no, but just in the past couple of days thinking like, Oh, you know, I want to find some new shows to watch. And then with the, the realization, like the Winchesters is about to start. How can I just ignore exactly. this? You know, yeah. how can I wait till the end of the, of the season? I was, so curious to see what it was going to be like but still had no expectations if anything i expected it to be bad so maybe because that was my uh mindset going into it i ended up just being so pleasantly surprised but that being said after the episode i checked twitter and was even more surprised to see i wasn't the only one who felt this way (laughs) it seemed like it was a pretty general consensus like that every i mean i don't know everybody i'm sure some people are angry but um but the people seemed to all feel the same way that I did. Everybody was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, um, I took some time today to do something I don't normally do, which is like read the Monster of the Week Twitter feed. Because uh, I usually just like kind of automatically yeah. follow back people on that feed anyway, just like, because why not? Like we, neither you or I really actively are using it to read other people's tweets. But I was going, I was doing that today and was surprised really by how little fandom arguing I've seen. And maybe that's just because like, the quote-unquote bad side of the fandom like the people that wouldn't like monster of the week are just not on my feet at all and i feel like so maybe yeah. it's a you know a little bit of an echo chamber in there but really like i i feel like i, I see people having a lot of different discussions and, and chopping it up over there and it almost unilaterally was positive for the show which is crazy in this fandom yeah. um and i think that maybe maybe that is again just how how negative everybody felt going into this because i don't think i saw anybody like being positively hyped i'm sure people are excited to see jensen um and i'm sure that they trust him as a creator and uh, robbie thompson but uh I, I didn't really see anybody super excited going into this so just to see that everybody being like oh all right okay <laughs> it's it's been it's cool it's cool I'll, uh, I'll, I'll shout out a friend of the show and uh and i want to do a little bit of uh maintenance before we jump into the the play-by-play anyway but um we there's a friend of the show uh dean snuggles on twitter who uh is has posted about us before um and like brought us people from corners yes. of the internet <laughs> that wouldn't necessarily have listened to, to two white dudes talking about supernatural i think um and they were posting about like going to the panel at New York City Comic Con uh, to and, and where they 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 did a whole panel. They showed the pilot, um, and I was like, "Is it good?" <laughs> and they were like, "It's pretty good." And I'm like, "All right, all right, all right, cool, 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 cool." Uh, and and seeing reactions from that panel really is what kind of turned me from okay, I'm definitely going to watch it because it's supernatural and I have to, too. I'm genuinely excited to see what they're going to do for it. And I've been, like I said, very pleasantly surprised. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping. 
Chris and I, I think, are going to try to do this week to week uh, with our with our lives and our schedules and with a other weekly podcast called Still as Kingdom Keeps that we're going to mm-hmm. keep up with. We, we may we may we may miss that. Um, uh, so we're going to try. We're going to do our best. If the show stays good for the next like thirteen episodes, I feel like it, we will make time in our schedules. If we get to the point where we're like. Yeah. Oh, this kind of sucks. Like we may, we may just miss a week if we're busy. Um, but in the meantime, I wanted to shout out. Um, there's a bunch of other people doing podcasts. I know it's probably yeah. not good to advertise other podcasts in your podcast, but I feel like there's such a huge community uh, around this this mm-hmm. this fandom that we sh- we should do that. Um, so some friends of ours uh, are are creating a podcast called Wayward Parents. Um, there's a they're gonna. I think they've already started doing stuff. They were doing some like episodes leading up to the the premiere um mm. but they've got hosts from uh driver picks the podcast and SPN opinions and some other people on there um there's also one called raising winchesters um that's from the raising perdition people so and then there's uh there was one more and i forgot to shout it out the prequel at the end of the book um it was the other one that I, someone mentioned and i believe everybody really has their their podcast names on <laughs> it's the really good perfect it's perfectly really good. adapting previous podcast names to fit this we're just sticking with the same yeah thing. yeah <laughs> same feed, same feed we're not anything. we're not we're not doing this we're not making this complicated for anybody uh and i believe the fangirl <laughs> business is also doing uh prequel stuff is also covering the winchesters uh and i may if i've if you're listening to this and you're like well what about my podcast jeremy we're friends on twitter i'm like please let me know <laughs> i will i will address it in yeah. future episodes yeah. Um, and, and another reason I wanted to shout those out, and I've done this a bunch lately, is just because they have totally different views and perspectives from me and Chris. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like super incredibly valuable nowadays. Like that, you, just seeking out those uh, those yeah. other opinions are are is valuable. Um, and with that, I guess we should just get into the episode, my man. Do you want to? Yeah, you know our our goal with podcasts is usually just to make each other that's laugh. It. And there's yeah. so many other <laughs> far more insightful individuals and podcasts out there that you should check out. So. Um... Because yeah. I, um, I don't know, there's all th- how many Easter eggs did we miss in this episode? I simply there's, don't know. I'm sure there's a so. ton. Of, someone in the Discord pointed out that there was like some some when they're rifling through the files, like some of the names are are there, like from previous things, um, like yeah, directors and stuff. Like yeah, that. so th- I'm um, sure that there's ton of uh, there's a ton of stuff. I I, prob- I don't know how coherent my notes are going to be. I've ne- I've I feel like I was on a first date watching this. I was so nervous just <laughs> typing. I was and, too, and there was so much to up. type. <laughs> one last piece of business before we jump into the, the the meat of the episode i just want to shout out our our friend and uh very special person jake lionheart for doing us a cool intro uh i was like we should try to figure out what the what the song that they're going to use on the show is going to be uh like what's going to be the the carry on my wayward son of of the winchesters and you were like no we should just do cheap trick surrender and i was yeah. like oh okay cool <laughs> and just to just to show you and i'm saying this in case like if you're doing a podcast or a twitch channel or youtube or whatever if you need music of any kind this is how quick jake is i dm'd dm'd him that morning that we decided to do this which was monday morning um and said, hey, this is our idea. And he said, when do you need it by? And I said, Thursday. And he said, what is the song? And I sent him the song. He goes, I have no idea what that song is. I'm going to listen to it. And then the next morning I woke up and he had over <laughs> the, the, that evening sent it to me. So it was less than like 24 hours of turnaround. And he was like, I thought about it all day at work and I figured out the beat and I love it. So thank you, Jake. He crushed it, dude. He just fucking thank crushed you. it as he always does. 
All right. Well, okay. Previously on the Winchesters, uh, nothing happened. So this is the first yeah, 15, episode. Fifteen years of pain and torment, and now we're back in the seventies. So uh, we're covering Winchester season one, episode one, titled "Pilot," which was written by mm. Robbie Thompson and directed by Glenn Winter. It came out on October eleventh, twenty twenty two. Uh, before Sam and Dean, there were their parents, John and Mary, told from the perspective told from the perspective of narrator Dean Winchester, the Winchesters is the epic untold love story of how John Winchester met Mary Campbell and put it all on the line to not only save their love, but the entire world. If that doesn't put you off the show immediately, like it's a it really does. It's, it's that. It's that's that the explanation that's, that makes that's me think. <laughs> that's the worst line, but that's the worst thing about this entire show. Uh <clears throat> when John returns home from fighting in Vietnam, a mysterious encounter sparks a new mission to trace his father's past. In this journey, he crosses paths with a 19-year-old demon hunter, Mary, who is also searching for answers after the disappearance of her own father. Together, the two join forces with young hunter in training, Tika, and easy-going hunter, Carlos, to uncover the hidden truths about both of their families. Their investigation leads them to a rare book emporium whose owner, Ada, takes an interest in the occult and could provide a missing piece of the puzzle. But secrets run deep for both the Winchesters and the Campbells, and despite the best efforts of John Mother's Midley, John's mother, Millie, to protect her son for pursuing a dangerous life of demon hunting, John and Mary are both determined to work together to uphold their family's legacies while beginning to form a family of their own. Uh, I feel like to just kind of so we can get a rhythm of the show, uh, we will talk about actors and actresses as they appear um, and talk about those people because it's a bunch of relatively unknown folks. We don't know who any of these people are, mm-hmm. basically. Um so with that, do you just want to get into our cold open, our first cold open of the Winchesters? Yeah, this this episode is moving a mile a minute. My first note um, is Samuel Campbell in New Orleans for F into a crypt? Question mark. <laughs> Don't know what I was saying there. But yeah, we start off here in um, one of those one of those interesting above ground cemeteries you guys have in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and um, we see an SC initial on this person's bag as this person enters into the cemetery uh and that was my clue okay this is probably samuel campbell those were his initials and i think that i do believe that that, that's going to turn out to be the case we only see them in shadow we only see a a silhouette of a cowboy hat throughout this um but immediately we're establishing classic supernatural stuff he's going into a crypt uh he's finding a strange grave or 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 box or something with a sigil on it he's cutting his hand and bleeding into it like if that's not supernatural Dude, i don't know very specifically is. cutting the palm right like we've had yeah. we, this is a running joke with us on on supernatural of like why why just any other part of your body but it's always the palm and they just leaned into it and i i feel like like this is one of the things that jensen ackles is really bringing it bringing it to this like this is like he is going to be the one that's like on set being like no 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 it has to be this way like just trust me on this it has to be this way yeah um and yeah when he does this like the this opening this hatch opens this stone hatch opens and something pops out uh and we see some weird kind of crazy shadow monster and samuel doesn't waste no time he just turns right around and fucking jets he's like nope i am i'm out he's beating feet dude (laughs) uh and as, as he he thinks he's gotten away from it um, but he trips as he's running his flashlight goes you know careening around and he turns around he doesn't see it and at the very last minute it springs up uh you know jump scare style and this and is what happens him. when you try to run in unlaced tims we've been saying this, this we we, we, this we do time. we do talk about unlaced tims they, they're stylish they're but they're street yeah he looks i mean he looks good stepping out of the truck that's the, no doubt are, about that they are not meant 
for work, and this is work. This is grim work that he's doing. If you want to unlace those Tim's, <laughs> get, 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 on, get on the streets. That's urban wear at that point, uh, without all of the weird connotations that urban wear has. But that's that's city style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's city um, style. Yeah. And we get our, our splash dude, screen, which is the Winchesters. Title card. Title card. Very yeah. cool. Uh, very reminiscent of Supernatural, too. Like weird noises, some flashing, that kind of stuff. Uh, very cool. Do you know who who is yeah. playing Samuel Campbell? Has have you have you been told that? That's this is um this is Superman, right? Superman, Superman? from uh the Superman show on the CW, Tom Superman. something, Tom Welling, I think. Uh people have a lot of affection for that dude. I've only ever seen him in that show, so I don't I don't really know who he is. So never seen him in anything, but um that's cool that you know, I think he's friends with Jensen. I've learned I think I've learned that piece of information. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. Uh we cut to John Winchester, which I wrote in my note as John Winchesters. That's <laughs> a very funny shout out to yeah. Key and Peel, I guess. Yep. Uh, but he is in uh, <laughs> full military dress and on a bus back to Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, he's carrying. I a- kept noting in my in my notes how he's um, he's having these PTSD dreams, but I kept saying PTSD with World War Two flashbacks. Um, Absolutely, he was did not fight in World War Two. This is not you know nineteen forty eight. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. are in the we we're firmly in the seventies. He fought in Vietnam, Vietnam, and I don't know why I yeah. could not get that through my head. Um, that's very funny to me. Uh, he has carried a letter with a min of letters uh, symbol on it, which we don't know. Um, John Winchester is played by Drake Roger, and out of the uh, what the official Twitter account is calling the core four uh, that that we have to come up with a better name for immediately. That's throughout this course of this episode. We need to, we need to name this group something that's not the core four. Um, but from all the characters that are introduced, uh, Drake is unfortunately my, my least favorite. I think he's a little bit too, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what's what the, what the thing you know, is. You see, uh, right now he's just doing he's just doing handsome guy thing. You know what I mean? Maybe he, that's it. Yeah, but he was doing I the same thing. John maybe. in his placement here is probably the least interesting character. You know, on paper certainly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all of these other characters are textured in ways that we aren't we aren't used to seeing. I mean, in t- just in television in general, because they're all living in a normal world, but they hunt demons, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, we know supernatural has characters like this but you know fresh off starting with new characters that that's interesting of course john has his own shit (laughs) he literally just had a a uh, war flashback dream but um we're we're, we're used to that so him stepping onto the scene he's just your typical movie hero kind of guy and i think for that he's he's not as interesting and i'm hoping that they'll give him more to do i did see in that new york comic-con panel this kid, this young, this young gentleman, say something about how he knows how controversial John is, and he interesting. is, you know, interesting. He, that is in in his mind, that is present within him as as he plays this character. So, I mean, that that is interesting to to note down, I guess. It's it's going to be really hard, especially since we're doing this um, as the episodes are coming out. Uh, we had we always had the benefit with this show before about Supernatural about looking from the future back into the past at what they did, and um, I know. There were for most of that show, for most of our experience, we just did not. We had already seen those episodes, so we were, you know, but they had they were all available to us, right? So we were mm-hmm. kind of people's minds were already made up, things had already been said about them. Um, it's going to be really interesting separating the meta ness of like Jensen and Daniel make creating the show right because they are they are so apparently embedded into the supernatural fandom and the supernatural world that when when you get the actor playing john winchester saying i realize how controversial he is like you know where that came from and there's so many parallels that we're gonna we're gonna talk about with john and dean that like are explicitly there there's no way that you can deny that they these are created for a reason and 
especially at the end with stuff we're going to learn, you start realizing like that's a, a little glimpse into maybe what Jensen wanted to do with this project at all. And I am just fascinated at that as on a pop culture perspective. Like it feels like mm-hmm. something really, really fresh and new of like somebody who may or may not have been satisfied with the way that the, sh- that the main show ended going like, I'm going to do this the way that I want to do it. Um, yeah. And yeah. hearing, hearing that this dude, that this actor uh, is, is is ha- already has that knowledge in the back of the head as he comes to the role of John Winchester is fascinating to me. Like I don't yeah. know because on paper you're reading this like war hero returning home, falls in love with a pretty girl, gets messed up into some stuff, things like that. But as we're gonna see, like John kind of has some shit with him. <laughs> like he's carrying mm-hmm. he's carrying mm-hmm. some weight, and like they they do a pretty good job handling that. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. We're gonna this and, this podcast is gonna be four hours can, long. I can already tell. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how the actor does, and we'll see how the um the writer the writers do. But John could be really interesting because of how he ends up, and not just you know, and not that he sucks just you know because of whatever I, mean, I did a bad yep. job of saying that but the fact that we know who he ends up we know he's controversial we know a lot of people don't like him maybe that will end up making this character more interesting rather than just somebody that we should hate off the bat i don't mean the actor i just mean the character um just to see how things develop and and what wrinkles we're going to find in his character and are they going to go in a completely different direction is this an alternate universe timeline i don't know anyway we, yeah we should keep it moving <laughs> so uh and we're going to have to almost immediately camp out for a little while here because uh this is where jensen ackles as dean winchester starts narrating uh he says that this is where when john returned home from the war and the day that he met mary um and you know there's going to be this this story sounds familiar but he's you know he's going to be putting the pieces together in maybe a different way than we're used to um sort of i think pre-addressing the audience uh yeah while saying like hey you think you know what the story is coming into it, but we're going to do some new stuff. Um, and he's saying that as Dean, and I have seen almost a universal reaction of just pure bliss at hearing Dean Winchester in as Dean Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester in a TV show again, because mm. obviously Jensen went on to do the boys. He's on a currently airing show called big sky right now. I watched the boys and he, it was remarkably that I didn't get a lot of Dean Winchester vibes from that. And here he is 100% Dean Winchester and like fucking chills down my spine, man. Like I can't yeah. tell you. Um, and I'm just dying to know. Obviously he's addressing the audience, but I like, who is he talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 like I yeah. get the, you know, he's talking to us, but like who is his intended audience? Who does he think we are? Is something that's like really fascinating to me. Cause we're going to find out that like he's writing this down as he's talking about it. So I'm like, who is this book for? <laughs> like who would you, I'm dying yeah. to know that. Is this something that was just at a, at a, you know, we're going to fit this story in somewhere like him writing down the story. Is that, is that going to be, that was a season 14. He had some downtime. Or are we supposed to take this as this is after the end of Supernatural and is he rewriting the story or or did he finally get a chance to go back and see things how they really were? I don't know what the framing of this is going to be, but I have a lot of theories. I, I bet the Internet has a lot of theories. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure interested to see what they're going to do with this. And that's one of the most exciting things about the show is it's like it, it genuinely made me care like what they're going to do. And that was what I thought that they were not going to be able to do at all. Like I, I thought that mm-hmm. this was going to be John and Mary and be like kind of a hero worship thing, to, which I feel like Jensen kind of has a little bit. Like I felt like, especially after episode 300 of Supernatural, where they brought back um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and it was like, hey, buddy, the kind of thing. Like I really didn't yeah. like any of that stuff. But it seems to be 
different so far, and it seems to be more interesting than told. Uh, so this is where John literally runs into Mary coming out of a movie theater. Um, and it's a classic meet cute moment where they bump into each other and her bag goes flying. Um, she's there at the movies, but not for the movie. She's just there to get snacks. Um, he, she realizes, you know, he's in, you know, a uniform. And so he obviously is just back from, from work or excuse me, from the war. She offers him her, his, her licorice drops, uh, which sound fucking awful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ever want to have any liquor, anybody drop licorice anywhere near me. Uh, and as they like, kind of, they don't really even introduce each other. Um, they just like, oh, okay, hey, sorry, I ran into you. Maybe I'll see you around town, kind of deal. And as they walk away from each other, they do that classic like, one looks back while the other one is not looking, and then the other one looks back, yeah. and that kind of thing. It's very cute, very, very well done. Yeah. Um, this young Mary, I think she fits in very well with um, the other portrayals of Mary that we've had. Basically, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We, I think we've seen we've seen a lot more of young Mary than we really did with of hun- young Hunter John or anything. So, uh, I think she slots in perfectly with that and is is living up to the that expectation so far. She's uh, she's played by Meg Donnelly, and um, I haven't seen um, anything that she has been in, uh, but I I think she's fantastic. Like she feels like. Uh, it just she i mean not to i don't want to say this as an insulting thing to samantha smith at all but she feels like a young samantha smith right like she just mm-hmm. she really captures like the essence of what we have seen to be mary winchester and in a in a, in a, in a, in a in a like a new way like in a way that like a, she is a young version of that yeah. character so. and, and she also reminds me a lot of claire from supernatural yeah um, yeah i mean you know young blonde girl kind of sassy kind of thing yeah, yeah i guess mm-hmm. that's just yeah but um, okay, so they've met. Meet cute. She calls him Soldier Boy. I don't know if that's a reference. But um, then we see John it's, continue that's on. And he that's goes, uh, Jensen's. Yes, sorry, that's yes. That, that's just Jensen's name in uh, uh, the, the boys. So I'm assuming that yeah. has to be a reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assume so. Um, we see John go to the Winchester gas station, which was run by his mother. When he goes in, I was like, "Oh, what is? Wait, what? What was? I thought his dad was in the bed of letters. What's all this?" And to see, like, "Oh, we're meeting John's mom. We've never met John's mom. We don't know anything about her. I don't think." Um, and here we 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 learn a lot of information. First of all, he has a mother who runs a gas station, and yep. um, or you know, like a mechanic shop or whatever it is. You know, she's working on something in there, and. We learned that John illegally joined the Marines early. So I don't know if he's supposed to be, what, like 19 here? I don't know. I'm not sure what his age is. Um, But we do know that, of course, his dad is gone um, because Henry was in the Man of Letters. They don't – he doesn't know that. John doesn't know that. Um, But now, yeah, John is – he's returned home from the war, and he doesn't know what the hell he's going to do next. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting. I've never – I don't know – we even have ever talked about John Winchester's mother before. Like, I don't think it's ever come up on the TV show Supernatural or the podcast Monster of the Week. I think it's just been like, I don't know, maybe somebody who, like, who cares, right? Like, we, and it's yeah, interesting yeah. to see this relationship because it's, she kind of chides him at first of, she, where she says, you know, he's like well you know because i think he walks up he's like i love what you've done with the place and she says well my husband and my son walked out on me so this was the best i could do but um but also like comes and he gives him a huge hug at the same time uh we leave from what are you going to do to later that night where john shows up uh and we learn that this letter has told him to go to a particular address and it came with Mm -hmm. a key uh and before we he can even get the lay of the land he is attacked by a demon yeah. immediately stuff was happening so fast i was like oh my god um the demon wants the the key that john has mm-hmm. and um 
just the, the shit's happening so fast. Mary immediately shows up and and starts to fight this demon off. And in the scuffle, as we saw in like the previews of this, John accidentally like punches her in the face a couple times uh, until she has to sock him one and be like, "Stop helping! You're getting in the way. This is ridiculous." And they don't seem to have this kind of relationship at any point further after this. Like he's not in her way at, at another point. So I don't know why they felt they needed to establish this by having John punch her in the face. But I, I will it, say. It's what it is. <laughs> this was one of the things I, I, I complained about in the trailer of just like, here's you guys taking a character who a lot of people think was abusive to their, uh, to some of their favorite characters and like literally having him punch a woman in the face for laughs. It comes off a lot better in context. I will, I will say it that. Does. Um, it does. It's, I feel like it is still kind of like a, almost a Joss weeding, weeding, like dude dropping onto a chick's uh-huh. chest kind of, kind of trope at this point. Like it feels like it's, it it feels a little trite, um, but also like it, I think it, I think they're going for laughs. They want these things to be funny. They want them to be snappy, and that's that's this is how they're getting there. Um, and of course, it also it puts Mary on a footing where it, where she absolutely knows what she's doing versus John, who probably knows how to fight from being in in, yeah. in the army or being in the Marines, but like does not know how to kill a demon. Um, and you right. very quickly realize that when she throws him into like a uh, a huge bucket of hot water, uh, excuse me, holy water. Um, and there's like some weird exchanges between the demon where she says, you know, Hey, I want to know where my family is. And the demon kind of, um, basically like talk shit, talk, some, talk some shit. shit. Like and she's Maggie's. like, okay, we're going to talk that shit that I'm just going to exercise. You. Yeah. Super dope. I love this. Like, I love that. Like yeah. she just doesn't put up with it. She's just like, nope, you're out. Um, but we do yeah. hear that Maggie is down here now. So there's a, you know, there's a, a character named Maggie, which we're going to find out about. Yeah. We hear about Maggie a few times throughout this episode and uh, I couldn't even keep up. I, I, at a later point in my notes, I had to address the Maggie situation. <laughs> um, she of course john is freaking out he didn't know that monsters were real mary kind of blitzes him through the whole speech uh demands to know what he's even doing there in the first place and john kind of you can see him make a decision where he's like okay and he says that he received this letter from a man that showed up uh and then literally vanished he didn't know who the man was uh and the letter is from his dad and it contained the key and instructions to come to this address uh and of course his father has been missing for a long time we know that his father like traveled through time and did all of this stuff and so was taken away from his family didn't run away necessarily but john doesn't know that so he's on a quest to find that out a man who literally shows up and disappears what do you what do you think chris I mean, more than likely, it seems to be like that would be a Castiel character, right? That or, feels or like a, a. I've seen people wager that it could be Dean. When I watch this, I'm so I'm you know a mile a minute things are moving here. So I just thought that it was a what it was one of the men of letters who just swooped in, gave it to him, and then dipped out. But everybody's theories seem to make uh, more sense, or if not more sense, at least people's theories are more exciting than than that. Yeah, I um. Maybe it's Crowley. <laughs> I immediately thought it was... Um, I mean, we've seen... Crowley, I think, is one of the few demons that we've seen do the Vanishing Act. All angels can apparently do it. Um, people that seem to be... I love the Dean conspiracy theory because of Dean showing up on the Titanic at that one time and then basically doing this, right? Changing the past and then mm. jetting out and disappearing. Um, I... I, I I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Like I'm so this is this is exciting for me. I immediately went to Castiel, um, and I think that 
I don't even care if they don't know yet. Like, I think they've left it open enough so that they can yeah. write anybody in, and I'm, that, that's exciting. Um, Mis- mysteries, questions, these are the types of things that will bring you back for, for the next yeah. episode. Even if you don't click with every decision that's made, um, uh, the, that desire to, for answers is going gonna, is gonna to bring an audience back. Uh, Mary uh, leads him off. They, Mary seems to, seems to have a little bit of trust for John. She's unfazed by all this. She's like, all right, let's just keep him moving. Yeah, whatever. We, gotta, we, got, we got work to do. Uh, and she tells John that her dad was sent her to look for a schematic for a box which is locked inside this building. Um, but the building has been magically warded. Like, oh shit, magic is real too? Kind of, kind of thing. And as they get there, we yeah. see like a devil's trap that she's painted, which looks like it has a cool fucking scorpion in the middle of it. I didn't... So yeah. much so much was happening, but if, if Mary is Team Scorps, we have to have a conversation. This changes the, the outlook of this podcast. Changes the dynamic. If she's Team Scorps, <laughs> just like me and you, we're... we're I, I've always been Team Mary on just about everything, but now she's... she's She's my ride or die. (laughs) We'll have to to monitor going forward as we enter Scorpio season. As we enter Scorpio season, we need to know. Is Daniil a scorpion? I feel like Daniil is responsible for 97% of Mary Winchester on this show for some reason. I I think that we've seen these scorpions before. Probably, But then, even as I say that, I think, you know, I don't know. Don't know. I think it's just a a Scorpio thing. It's just her personal little flourish that she likes to add. A little attitude. I love it. Yeah, give me that little weird crooked M, too, while you're at it. Let's, Let's go all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh they open up this they open up this this locked building with the key that John had. So I guess it's pretty uh convenient that the, the two of them met here because uh they they needed each other to get inside this building. Um We also and... we also get a little bit of uh just a, a tiny bit of explanation um of why John didn't get possessed by the demon Im- immediately. It's, it's because the key that he's carrying around has an anti-possession charm on it. Yes, and yes, and yes. Mary is, has one on her almost an exact replica on her wrist. Um and it is very convenient that they met here which makes me think like going Going back to Supernatural, it's because angels are arranging the fucking apocalypse. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> so all of this is making sense. Like if it seems a little like suspicious, it's because it is, which is really fun. Yeah. Like I love maybe, this. Maybe this is Dean and the angels trying to rewrite history so that everything isn't leading up to that season five apocalypse and then you know everything that's spelled out after. Yeah. So in in this timeline, um, Sam is never born. Uh oh. So, Whoops. So there's no. Well, that uh, explains why Pedalecki was so surprised on Twitter that night. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Jared. Uh, to make the universe perfect, we had to uh, write your character out of the timeline. Uh, d- doesn't that suck for you, Jared? You didn't want you to go dark side or anything. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Saving the character. Um, I got a jump scare at a certain point in this because um, I got up to use the bathroom, came back right at the end of uh, tail end of the commercials, and it was showing a commercial for walker oh yeah and uh i was like whoa what wait is sam what hold on and then I, oh, 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 <laughs> oh okay i'm different. back i'm back <laughs> um mary explains that she was raised as a hunter uh but she's never heard of henry winchester um and they get into this main building john's like um okay okay sounds sounds weird uh they <laughs> get into the main weird. part of the building and it's very clear that this is like a men of letters hangout to us yeah. um and it's, it's a cluttered bunker it's a cluttered bunker dust it kind of looks like my base you know yeah there's less anime figs than your basement i'm sure less ba- yeah <laughs> <laughs> although if i looked over if they just panned over and there was like a persona 3 character like a four foot statue of persona 3 character i would just die like it would be the funniest shit just a dust covered i don't know like, huh. right R- ryuki or something i don't know any persona 3 characters like uh, ryu or whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter yes um but yeah so this is just like a almost like a clubhouse situation uh they've managed to turn on the lights uh and um, John's pretty quick about finding a locker with his dad's initials on it. Um, and he uses 
he doesn't use the key. That's a similar lock to the one they had at their house when I was growing up. And it was the same combination, John's birthday. Um, and he, as he opens this, he sees like all of this paraphernalia into it. And it like pictures of him as a baby, his dad's watch and glasses and like all of this stuff from his father. Um, and he says the lines, uh, cause he's been looking for his father this entire time. I went halfway around the world looking for him and turns out he was right here the entire time. And if that's not just fucking winchester.txt i can't i mean i mean i was like dean is that you (laughs) like this this is the foundation this is the blueprint yeah yeah i guess i I feel i feel like you just gave me a theme (laughs) like what are we doing family eggs oh dude uh uh mary manages to pick the lock on some of the some another violent cabinet and then she finds what she's looking for the schematic uh but she doesn't find anything about him um and she reveals that he was trying to find uh a woman named Ada Monroe, who is the one that clued him in on all of these things. Yeah, so she's just trying to, she's playing catch up, which is what we did at the beginning of Supernatural. They were just following John's tracks, trying to catch up to what they're going. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what, what she's doing with Samuel here. Uh, and we're just moving fast. Like, yeah. okay, well, he was looking for Ada Monroe, so let's go find her next. We're moving fast. Let's get out of here. We're not wasting any time. And then at this point, John is like, hey, by the way, uh, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> no time for names. We do not have enough time for names. Uh, uh, but he doesn't. Uh, I don't think she even says it here. I think she's just like, no. you, you don't want anything to do with this life. You know, get out of here. Get out of here, chief. Get out of here, soldier boy. Um, then we cut over to Texas. And and this is where Ada Monroe is, this person we were just talking about. She runs a bookshop. We see her get attacked and possessed by a demon. So things are just we're just moving barreling forward. This is also the next uh, morning. Lubbock, Texas, uh, which you may or may not remember being the first town where um, – they got infected by the plague in the stand, Stephen King novel. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's where the that's where that dude went and met um, Stu. Anyway, Stu! Stu, my boy Stu. Yeah, uh, she's she's got Robert, a demon. Um, and we skip to the morning where Mary is pulling up her car, and here comes John with two cups of coffee. Um, he's been. She, she's like, "How did you find me?" And he's like, "I've got Facebook." And she's like, "I don't even know what that is. It's 1972." I don't know what that is. She's like, like, "I was a. I, you know, I would hunt and track human beings in Vietnam." Yeah, and, <laughs> and um, she's not phased by this at all because she's a hunter. Like, I actually kind of like, like yeah. this. I feel like if it was anybody else <laughs> hearing this, they'd be like, "So you just like stalked me?" <laughs> yeah, you sort of stalked me. Like, what are you would fucking waiting outside my bedroom window? What's going on with you, you creep? But now she's unfazed. She's like. This is like regular human creeps. Is they don't register? Yeah, not even. I'm not even. Not even stressed about <laughs> not this even whatsoever. A blip on her radar. Um, he wants to go with her to because he's also done some research. He's found. I, I love that the amount of research that he's doing. It mirrors the stuff that Sam and Dean do, which is like we found mm-hmm. an article in the newspaper. It's very, very funny to me. Like, how are you getting a fucking yeah. article in the newspaper from Lubbock, Texas, John? But I don't care. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected them to recapture that s- similar dynamic. Um, obviously there's going to be a love story here, but there, there is still that, a similar back and forth that we had with Sam and Dean. And I'm sure a lot of people will crucify me for saying that, but that's, that is kind of like the vibe of getting as, as far as like working partners. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like they're, they're partners in this. Like obviously like Sam and Dean being brothers, there's always like that brotherly thing that they were showing. And I feel like the replacement for that is going to be this, like, will they want they, of course they will. We already know they yeah. will kind of relationship that uh, Mary and John are going to have. Uh, but in the meantime, like there's, them working as partners as john learns about this life which i it's is only i feel like the reason this is going to work for me is because of the two characters that get introduced later on if it was just john and mary i would struggle with it a little uh-huh. bit expanding yeah. this to the quote-unquote core four is, is is very good um core four uh, yeah <laughs> so 
we, we also have this conversation where Mary is like, I don't know if you want to get involved in this. Like your dad kept all this stuff from you for a reason. And again, just underlining themes of supernatural. John says, I hate him for that, but I love him. You know, <laughs> like Jesus yeah. Christ, we're dealing with a lot all already. Right. We're dealing with a lot. Um, at some point they just decided it's time to go get some lore at the library. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is where we're introduced to, uh, um, Latika. Latika. Uh, they call her Lata. My or uh, my notes were insistent on autocorrecting it to Lara, which I thought was funny because uh, her voice sounds exactly like Lara Croft in the new video game. Does it does <laughs> it does have that laugh. vibe? Yeah, uh, made that connection. But um, yeah, this is Lata, and um, at first I thought that she was just like the woman at the library, but no, she's in on the hunter life too. Yeah. Um, and the relationship that we start to get here is that Mary doesn't really want her involved. She wants her to keep her distance. Mm-hmm. Um, Not like I don't like you, but meaning like. I don't want you any further into this life than you already are. I feel like, and I'm not saying this easily, Chris, but I feel like we have new Bobby potential with Lada. I feel like this is my, oh, this, new Bobby. this, this new might Bobby be situation? the new Bobby. Um, but I, you know, so, you know, Mary comes in and starts demanding like buckshot and, and iron um, and asking questions. And, um, you know, Lada hasn't heard of the men of letters. He hasn't heard of Ada Monroe, but, uh, Mary gives her the schematic and she instantly like starts trying to like figure out this, all this other stuff, like trying to figure out like what this box actually does, how to open it, things like that. Um, the, the big thing here is that Mary tells her that Samuel went off without anybody to hunt demons. And he, she says like, well, what, since when does Samuel hunt without family? Uh, which is like fascinating because of all of the stuff that we know about the about the Campbells that we see in you know the future supernatural episodes where they are yeah. not good people <laughs> like they did not they no. did not come off no. as good people at all. Um, but we are getting like, at least the impression from Mary that it is extremely unusual for her father to just go off on his own. Yes, um, Lada wants to come with him. Mary says no, uh, as you mentioned. Like she wants to keep her away. Well, Carlos is in town playing a gig, and Mary's like absolutely not. Like not after no. what he did to me in Topeka. Um, and we're not going to meet Carlos a little bit um, again. Having like a like a, a British woman with a with an Indian background, I think is is a really interesting choice. It's really cool uh, to see Jensen in articles being like, "Yeah, this is important to us. Like these people existed in this time, and people will try to deny that, but it's important for us to have these people on the screen." And I'm like, "Dope, excellent, R- yeah. run with it. I love it." Yeah. Um, I, the, I think the diver- diversity is only going to help them here. I mean, even visually, just looking at a diverse group of individuals is better than just seeing another set of four white guys wearing flannel, right? Exactly. Like it, it is. 100%. It's good just to shake things up. Yeah. Like, and I and I think that when you see the core four with each other, everybody has their you know slightly different sense of style. Because John and Mary, they they just they they dress like Winchesters, but Carlos having his flair, like the, he dresses like Jim Morrison, basically like having these different um, styles. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's feeding into a cool dynamic with these people. And I have to imagine, you know, knowing the way that stuff happens on a, on a television set that just the, the, the lived in lives of these people will reflect onto the characters that they're playing. Right. Like, and we're going to get different perspectives and different things just because of the people that are playing those characters. And I'm so excited about that. Like that's going to bring so much interesting stuff to the show that would not have existed. If you just have five white guys in a room trying to white, try, try to write like a black character or something. So, um, very excited about this and let's let's um yeah i'm I'm hopeful that the no don't get me wrong i love a good flannel shirt 
but let's try to limit it to John and Mary. Let's, let's, let's just, yeah. Let's, I don't want to have like a transformation sequence where suddenly Carlos is just dressed like a trucker. Well, at know? the end of this, don't, we don't need that. I don't know if you picked up on this. At the very end of this, John is wearing one of Carlos's jackets. Like he, he he's dropped the flannel <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it's yeah, very dope. Yeah. Like I was like, damn, he looks good. What's up with that? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> um, so they start to leave town. Um, they and as they're on the way to Lubbock, Texas, John starts having flashbacks. Um, and he, we mm-hmm. see the main thing that has kind of um, haunting him from Vietnam, which was his buddy Murph, um, who he was trying to be the protector of as they were in the shit, as they were in uh, you know literally in combat in the jungle. Uh, but Murph like sprang out from undercover, stepped on a landmine, um, and literally a piece of Murph was embedded into John's arm. This like pieces of yeah. his silver cross that he wore. Um, pretty intense. Pretty intense <laughs> stuff. And he's having all of this in the passenger seat because Mary doesn't let him drive because she does not trust him, which is a hundred percent correct. Love this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. very small detail, but I've actually dug it. Uh, and as he wakes up, he like sees Murph in the back seat behind him. And um, there's this scene where she's like, what's wrong? He's like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm, I think I'm being haunted. And she's like, oh, well, just get the EMF reader out. <laughs> we got that. We could solve this real quick. Oh. Yeah. Like, he's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm haunted by the ghost of my past. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I should have clarified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a metaphor. Have you, have you played Silent Hill 2? Like, yeah. this, you're going yeah, to need to have context for this. We need you need context. Um, let me, hold on. Let me pull up my phone. <laughs> she's like, what's a uh, phone? But no, I thought that this was, this was very... It was both very serious, but also very funny. Just the, oh, let me grab my EMF detector. Nope, no ghosts. This thing, EMF not going nuts. EMF actually quite silent right now. Um, And so it's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is only the ghost in your head. Yeah, Um, you're not being literally haunted. But she encourages him to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think this kid, he's still fresh off the boat or fresh off the bus, I guess, back home. And um, I think for him to immediately have somebody that he can talk openly with is, is... would hopefully do him some good. Uh, I don't know if John Winchester ever really fully unpacks his shit, um, but I can definitely see how this this relationship, even even if it was just a friendship, would be very positive for him. And you know, she it, it, having seen this, right? Like having having that ability um, to, to to have this conversation, she responds in kind, and it's like you know, hey, I believe me, I I see the face of everyone I couldn't save. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, Mary Chill. <laughs> like, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, all are, y- y'all have just met. <laughs> like, you don't have to go all yeah. dark. He's like, well, I've got, I've got my friend's shrapnel embedded in my body. Yeah. So, and she's know. like, well, my sister is dead and in hell. And he's like, okay, it's not a competition, oh, Mary. Wow. Chill out. Not, geez, um, okay. <laughs> I do like that her EMF readers just looks better than fucking Dean's from 25 years now, better than the Walkman. <laughs> I thought that was a really good point. A really good, like, just a small detail. I'm just um, going to, I'm just going to take this detail and just assumes that dean used the same one that it has now has said 40 years sure. okay perfect perfect it. yeah I, this is this is the new headcanon they have just held on to mary's uh which is fascinating because they didn't know that she was a hunter so that that through line would actually be very funny to me uh they finally arrive in texas they get to ada's house they break in it smells like eggs eggs all the way down eggs all over the place it's just eggs uh they yeah. um <laughs> inside they find a a hunter wall no other way to say that just a, a wall yeah. of fucking uh, yeah. twine and and handwritten of somebody notes. who you know is mentally unwell yes. but on the case but focused <laughs> mentally but focused. unwell but unwell focused. but focused yeah <laughs> i feel like that could describe a lot of uh, a lot of people nowadays mentally unwell but focused on just one thing really, which is yeah. making on it their, to the next day grind. yeah um, um they this is all this is you know 
Mary recognizes Samuel's handwriting with this, um, but they are interrupted because they hear a noise uh, and they go outside and they find it. The demon that attacked John at the beginning has now possessed a different host and has um, fucked up Mary's car, which seems like a bummer. Um, and there's going to be kind of a face off until uh, Carlos arrives um, in a, just a dramatic fashion of swinging his van around and smacking this, this demon possessed woman down an alleyway with the back of his van. Uh, we saw this in the trailer In the trailer, I believe, I, th- I think in our episode or maybe just to you, I called this like a real Scooby-Doo antic. Um, mm-hmm. It is still that, but like having all of Carlos, I think again, once ha- having the context for it, I'm much more charmed yeah. by it. Like, cause he gets out with like a fucking flourish, man. Like, and this, this is, this is great. This is also a, this is Jojo, um, Flietes, I believe. Um, and they specifically were looking for a non-binary character to play a non-binary character. Um, so having, you know, this actor, having them play this role, I think is su- super fucking fantastic. Like just a plus representation from me, whose opinion does not matter on this at all. Yeah. So <laughs> they, um, they, I don't think this played super well in, in the trailer. Like you were saying, it was like, yeah, okay. In the actual episode, within the context of everything, this is like a lightning bolt. It is an energy shift. And this is where I decided that I actually liked the Winchesters. Like, um, I hadn't had any issues thus far, but it was still just like, I'm watching a new thing and I don't know what to expect. Um, and then Carlos hits this demon with his, with his van and just gets out with the holy water, like squirt gun. And I just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What the <laughs> fuck is happening right now? There was so much energy in it. Also, I didn't... In, he traps the demon in a circle of salt yes um i didn't know that was maybe i'm mixing up my lore i just i feel like they they couldn't just get that was just for ghosts i didn't think that that worked for demons obviously other people know better than i do but that i noted it down because it was a question mark for me i didn't recall oh you know what no 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 no, 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 no. they would always line the windows with salt my bad yeah yeah, that's my bad yeah that's salt salt was always always we're good Um, we're clean we're cool. Dependent- Carlos makes John read the exorcism. I, I love um, the, I love this bit too because he hands him a pamphlet and John starts. It's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And, he, and then he starts reading a recipe for I think a hamburger of some kind. Uh, and yeah, then it's like, no, 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 it's on the other side. My bad. And then then it's the exorcism. <laughs> Burger is good though. Yeah. Um, and this time the the host manages to survive the exorcism. Uh, Carlos just kind of casually says like maybe with a broken leg or two, um, and then grabs John and then like it's like we need to talk about getting you new clothes. And of course Mary. Uh, who is the the very serious member of this of this group is like we don't have time for this let's let's go let's go look for through the, through some files um, and so we go back into Ada's bunker uh, or Ada, Ada's store um, where they you know start looking for information uh, again kind of leaning on this romance thing as it's John and Mary in the same room like looking through filing cabinets John just kind of kind of feels his gaze drawn to her over and over again mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. start doing one of those like are you looking at me no i'm not looking at you kind of kind of things just but all like non-verbal um yeah. and but also stay focused guys and this shouldn't be as charming i know i know a yeah. lot about yeah. how this story ends i'm not I, I don't like john winchester i've been pretty public about that that's one of my major concerns about the show is the rehabilitation of john winchester without any kind of thought as to what he did to these kids but it's still fucking charming like it's working on me man it's gonna be really interesting if, if we watch john winchester go dark side throughout this season <laughs> i mean like what if they make him the villain of the show right like that would be even yeah, be crazier yeah. interesting uh, I, w- I don't know man like i have no like they're the possibilities are kind of endless for him right now and it's it's really exciting and um you know yeah i, I I'll, I'll i'll speculate some more but i'll save that so 
as they research here, they're going through Ada's stuff. They learn, they get another clue that Ada was working with Samuel and they were trying to find information on the men of letters. And again, Mary is questioning, why did my father exclude the family from this? Why, like, what was he hiding? Why, why weren't we involved in this? This doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. And from there we switch over to, uh, Carlos and Lada, um, who we, we've kind of seen, we, I don't even know that we mentioned that Lada was there, but Lada came along with Carlos. Um, and we've seen her kind of hesitancy at getting to life. There was a joke about like her spooking at the side of a rat, uh, during a hunt. Right. Um, and Carlos is telling her, Hey, don't listen to Mary. You're, you're fully ready for this. You could, you could do this. And she's like, yeah, but you know, you left her hanging and, um, I've wrote down Tupelo, but now I was thinking, but in my head it's Topeka. Like, it must be Tupelo, because if I wrote down Tupelo, Tupelo, okay. I think Topeka was like a was a supernatural thing, but yeah, it's Tupelo, I believe. Um, and he was doing it because he was making it out with a boy or making out with a girl or whatever. Like they 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 kind of verbally they got some beef. They verbally they got, he kind of flaked he flaked on her. They got some beef. Yeah, he maybe had a crush on her at a certain point, mm-hmm. but yeah, they there's the 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 tension between them seems to be more um, relationship focused. Rather than like, oh, you double crossed me. Like yeah. there, I'm in. But I mean, by relationship focuses, it's just a more of a mundane, everyday kind of like, um, oh, well, you hooked up with the person I like. You knew I liked them. That hurt me. Like that. That seems to be their beef, which is just very normal and human, I guess. Um, and yeah, so we've we've learned a little bit of information about about these characters through this conversation. And uh, I think that's it. That's oh, this is where Lada finds a book. Uh, it's a, one of the most awkward cuts in the in the episode, in my opinion, because they like standing with each other talking, and then there's a cut, and then she's just leaning down to pick up a book. It looks really weird. Uh, but this yeah, box moves so fast. That the, just, yeah, yeah the, the book explains um, how the runes on top of the box that Samuel was searching for work, um, and we find out that this box is a monster trap built by the Men of Letters to pull monsters inside and immediately kill them. Um, and inside this book, there's a handwritten note with a bunch of numbers. Um, there's a really good joke. It's like, is it a phone number? It's like, no, it's 12 digits. And Carlos says, it's an international phone number, <laughs> which is just very <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, and no, of course, uh, Military John realizes that these are coordinates, uh, leading them to yeah. New Orleans. Where where else would they be going? Um, yeah. Uh, again, just showing how cool Mary is that she's like, okay, time to go to New Orleans. Carlos, give me your keys. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. not going to let you drive. <laughs> and I think that's very funny. Yeah, uh, she just takes command. She's she's the de facto leader leader here. Um, so they get yeah, they get the van. They all and they all ride out. Um, Lata reveals that she has figured out how to open the the box, this monster box thing. They just have to now find said box. Um, Mary's pissed off at everybody in this scene because she didn't want Lata to come. She wanted her to you know stay out of all of this. I and it makes me wonder like is she concerned for her? Is she concerned about her? Um, is she going to go dark side or something? Um, but yeah, she really wants to keep her out of this life. And um, we we get another mention of their friend Maggie, and something happened to her, and Mary blames herself yes. for whatever that something was. Um, in the back of the van, Carlos and John are hanging out. Uh, Carlos is showing John, or is trying to find clothing for John. Uh, and we find out, because uh, John's like, you know, how does somebody get into the hunter life? And Carlos says, you know, well, I killed a ghoul. Uh, unfortunately, not before the ghoul killed my entire family. Uh, we also learned that Carlos plays guitar, which is not, it's funny. I don't. And yeah. in the course of this conversation, there's a lot going on, man. They're throwing a lot out there. Um, I think that this next line is uh, maybe the worst in the episode for me, where um, 
John, who is a little like taken aback by this, is like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like intrude upon the grief of your family. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't mean to step into this situation." Um, he asked Carlos, uh, "Hey, do all hunters have such tough beginnings?" And Carlos responds, "The only thing worse than how it starts is how it ends." And I, I don't know why. It, it just came off as really corny to me. Like, I don't know why this, this, knows. this line I, I is... I have always resented the um, way that hunters are characterized as, like, I don't know. It's like a job you pick. Um, once your family's been murdered, then you choose this life. And then you are... Because you chose this life you went through the training course you have you have a set of guidelines that you have to follow uh guidelines means you know dark past flannel shirt all those things they've always treated hunters as if it is a conglomerate decided upon thing even the fact that literally everyone they ever meet calls them hunters and i understand that underground networks would um would form but one of the things i liked about supernatural was it felt like those networks were so thin that the connections between these people were so thin that uh, Ellen and Joe showing up in season two felt like a big deal. It was, Oh, this is another established Hunter family that we had some connections with. And, um, and, and even those connections were kind of frayed a little bit. And then as the seasons went on, it was just like, no, it's capital H Hunter. And it's a profession that you you join once your family is murdered. Um, Everybody and gets so, a credit card and an ID badge when they're when their family gets and, murdered and I by a vampire. Understand that they they <laughs> they have a structure to this. You know, they've been doing this for a long time, so they're not just um, willy nilly about all this. But yeah, I still do sort of resent that. And this line, while being cheesy, is also um, sort of playing into that a little bit more in a way that I that I don't fully love. And obviously, it's probably making a joke about Dean in season fifteen, right? But sure, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's over very quickly though, because as we keep mentioning this, this this episode's moving at the speed of light. Um, they arrive at the cemetery from the cold open. Um, there's a very touching moment between Lada and John. Uh, Carlos and Mary have exited the van, and Lada says, "Hey, this is your your first time hunting. Are you are you nervous?" And John, who is clearly not nervous whatsoever, is very excited about this whole thing. Um, is and has been in combat situations before, so knows what to expect. Reassures her in a nice way, like, "Hey, yeah, I, I am nervous. Maybe we could be nervous together." Um, and he like clasps her hand as a kind of a show of you know camaraderie. Uh, but we have this moment where Mary looks back and like sees this and is like, you could kind of see a shadow across her face of like, this makes me feel weird. And I don't like that. It makes me feel weird. Like there's that moment mm-hmm. of like, I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to like this dude, but I'm kind of jealous. And I kind of like that dude. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good way to illustrate that. It's just a little moment. Yeah. And I think it's very normal, very human. And I also like that there is this moment between John and Lata, you know, that we're not just forming friendships or a, a romance between two characters but we are also forming a group dynamic and friendships between each of the individuals um and I'm, i was happy for this it was just another side to john that you know i wouldn't have expected and again it feels like um this is jensen's hand on the wheel uh a little bit where they're this is a found family and like supernatural over the years up until you could say the actual finale of the show was about found family. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it was about finding these people around you, creating the, creating this family to love and to protect and to help you love and protect. And um, it, this feels like the establishment of that, of getting to know one another, having these, these nice moments with each other. Again, I, I said this earlier, if it was literally just the John and Mary stuff, I don't think this would work at all. Like, I don't think it would work at all for me. I feel like I'd be a little bored with just the, yeah. when, when are they going to kiss kind of stuff. But having I, these I, moments are, are just amazing to me. 
Yes, I hope that this isn't. This is going to be an ensemble cast. Um, it is. It is. It was 100%. always one yeah. of as as some of the later seasons of Supernatural started. The storylines didn't always feel as strong. Um, those were the times when I wished that we had an, 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 we had more characters. And of course, there was a, like a bazillion beloved Supernatural characters and returning actors and all that. But it it was always about Sam and Dean at the end of the day. Um, even Castiel rarely got his own focused episode. And I just wished that back then I wished that we had been able to focus more time on other characters. And I hope that that's what exactly what we're going to get here. Even if it's just still four people instead of two, I really hope that um, these, these characters are each given their enough room to breathe, that it doesn't just have to be about John or Mary every other episode, mm-hmm. that it can, that it can follow these other characters as consistently. And I hope it expands more if the show is successful and, and we're enjoying it because having multiple characters telling multiple different stories will give the show so much more life. Absolutely. Um, and it's ironic that we said all of that because this scene is followed by a very, very specific Mary and John by themselves scene <laughs> talking about. Yeah. Them. Uh, hey, I got nothing wrong with the Mary. No, and John no, not at all. Like, there, there's it definitely is, room but... for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mary wonders if John is okay doing all of this. And John says, you know, this is the second time in the day that I've been at a cemetery. He spent, uh, some time with Murph's mom at his grave. Um, and he asked about Maggie and we find out that Maggie was Mary's cousin. She was killed by a vampire at the age 18. Um, and Mary goes on to say, kind of opening up to John a little bit of like, I didn't sign up for any of this. My, my mom and dad put a knife in my hand before I could even carry it. I, you know, I want to find my dad and then I want to get out of this life entirely. And he says, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with your life? She goes, I don't know. I just don't want to, I just want to have it to live. Like, I just don't want to be dead at 18, like my cousin. Um, and we, we know this from season one, episode one of supernatural of like, you know, uh, well, I guess probably not then, but like, we, we know this from supernatural that Mary had wanted to get out of life, wanted to protect her sons from this, which is the ultimately yeah. cruel irony of her dying at the hands of demon and John just thrusting his boys into that life. Um, it is, it is interesting to see Sam and Dean reflected in their parents here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this even, this even mirrors, you know. This is a Sam Winchester thing. He was obsessed with getting out of the life in those early seasons. Uh, and even the thing about like, oh, you know, when I was afraid of the monster under my bed or whatever, dad gave me a, a 45 or something. Um, and she's saying, oh, it was a knife in my hand before I could even um, hold it or something, you know. So it's and I didn't, it is it's it's cool to see shades of their sons in these characters already. I, we didn't talk about it, but they, we actually got that line with John earlier at the Men of Letters bunker where he said, you know, my dad used to tell me when I was scared of a monster in my bed. He said, don't worry, son, I, I know how to trap it and kill it or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, so yeah. We, they, they, they just layers of all of the stuff that we've been working with with these characters for years just on top of each other um just really good stuff um i want to mention I, I, I meant to mention this earlier for some reason this new new orleans <laughs> cemetery has like a yellow filter to it <laughs> i don't know what the yeah. stylistic choice of this was like i know that's a way to indicate that you're like someplace you know hey a little little worrisome when they do the blue filter or whatever but like the yellow filter in new orleans was really weird to me i don't know what why this because it looked it was this it was the 70s i think I, I guess like it made it feel like old western to me they did it in the cold open yeah. as well and i found it it's very strange anyway 
they find the vault. They go in. There's the hatch opened. They find Samuel's lighter. They they light the torches. Uh, they pry open the lid, and they reveal this huge drop into a cavern, uh, which could not exist in South Louisiana because that's that would be on a swamp. <laughs> I think somebody even makes a comment about like how does this exist? Yeah, maybe so. And I and like I don't. I don't actually care. It's just very funny when I see this kind of stuff of like, oh, but yeah. it is interesting because obviously I, you know, I haven't been to Louisiana, but I am aware that these a lot of these cemeteries are above ground, like this one, for a reason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it is yeah. interesting that they must be playing with that <laughs> with that concept and saying, uh, uh-uh, there's actually something underneath here. Um, Carlos grabs a rope, starts making a making a rope, uh, a rope to drop down. Um, Mary says that Carlos and uh, Lada will stay topside, which I think is very funny. Like that feels very supernatural to me. It feels very Dean stay up topside to me. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, John and Mary are going to go underneath. Uh, so they drop down the rope. They immediately start hearing weird noises. Uh, and we're going to kind of cut back and forth between our two teams here. Uh, Carlos is like reading the inscriptions on the outside of this hatch and then like just gets up and leaves for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, John and Mary find yet another hatch, which they open to find finally the box that we have been looking for this entire time. Uh, and she stashes it in her shirt. But uh oh, it's a monster. Um. Yeah, and it's the highlight of the fucking episode. It's, if it's, you ask me, it's the best. It's a giant fucking. It's a rat beast. Um, I don't know what it is. It's a loop looparoo or something. It's like a, that. It's a it's a it's a guru, which is kind of like a okay. like a werewolf. Um, and it's also it's very funny because like of all of the rougarou jokes that we've heard on Supernatural before, it's basically a rougarou. Um, I mean, there's obviously yeah. like different lore and stuff like that, but it's a loop guru. Uh, and I know it's not a rat, but I kept calling it a giant rat. Monster. That's what it looks like. Oh my god, yeah. we, we get a full on monster. Yeah, I'm actual fucking monster, Chris. And they like fight it. It's, it's great. It's they fight it. Do we get this? It's look. It's a creature. It's a fucking. It's not a guy wearing a creature. suit. who's cracking wise. I, it's a it's a full on creature. It's not a dragon in the shape of a man in like a weird suit, like a fancy suit. It's just a fucking monster that's at the bottom of a hole in the ground underneath a grave, and it just rules. It is very cool stuff. fantastic. Um, I hope that we can expect more of this kind of thing. I understand maybe not every episode we're going to get a freaky monster guy. But... I don't know, man. Like, CW has got a budget for some of this stuff. Like, they, you, the stuff mm-hmm. that they do on all of the DC shows are, are pretty crazy. And, I mean, that's pretty much the only other CW stuff shows I see. And, and I don't even need it to be, like, good. Just the the practical yeah. nature of it made me so happy. You know, I, you know, we're covering um, we're covering Merlin on Still His Kingdom Keeps, and like that show does CGI monsters right um, in a way yeah. where um, they they make the effort. Like even if it doesn't like if it's not perfectly rendered, it's at least a thing where they've made the effort and they've tried. Yeah, and that matters. That that's that is somewhat important. Uh, we. Mary identifies the monster. It's a loop guru. It can only be killed with a silver knife. We don't have one. It's in the van. Uh, so John has this idea. Um, Dude. I, John, what are you doing? <laughs> Saving this one for a rainy day, John. Huh? I, I, I feel like we were introduced to the idea of you having these silver pieces in your arm so quickly. Uh, and now you are just literally in front of this girl just knifing been, them now out. Now I understand that this, this shows that he's willing to think on his feet and, and make sacrifices because he immediately cuts into his arm. Um, it could have just been like, oh, I wear Murph's cross or I carry Murph's cross with me, but it's not. This is fucking, this is an old wound. This is your, this is shrapnel in my arm and I'm going to cut it out, which is certainly telling us something about John. Um, but it was a lot. It was, it was quite a lot. It was quite a lot. And I feel like this, 
I, I, I like this a whole lot and I, I have more about to say it, but towards the end of the episode, but like, this is maybe the earliest indication that we get that like, um, John isn't just doing this for his dad. Like John kind of mm-hmm. likes this shit. <laughs> like he's, he's kind of yeah. into it. Like finding out he that did, this stuff he does seem to be jo- enjoying himself. And this is a moment where you're like, Oh, okay. So you're like all the way in. Uh, so you were, yeah. you were a hundred percent in. I think you were already yeah. in before you even knew that you were in. Uh, and he, you know, he's, you know, signs off with the like, Hey, I'll, I'll, this will give you enough time to get upstairs and go find your dad. Um, and says like, you know, you really are a lot of fun, Mary, uh, upstairs. Uh, Lada is by herself when Ada arrives, demon possessed Ada mm-hmm. arrives and demands to, to, you know, have access to, um, the hatch. But fortunately here comes Carlos. Uh, he has seen the symbol for Luke Guru on the patch and re- and went to get his silver knife. Uh, I, I appreciate that he just he he made this realization and just didn't say anything. He just walked away. He's like, I'm not explaining <laughs> myself. I'm just yeah. gonna do it. Um, which um, you know almost gets a lot of killed here. But I just thought that that was really funny that he had the thought and just like acted immediately without without a- explaining himself. Because sometimes that's how I feel. The last thing I ever want to do is explain what I'm doing, yeah. even if it's the most simple, and even if it would take half a second to say it. I'm just like I just don't want to fucking say it. I just want to go do it. Um, Chris, if, I, if you and I are ever in the here. same room uh, and I get up and leave, I, I, you don't get to ask me, "Hey, Jerry, what are you doing?" I've got my own shit to do, Chris. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not just and gonna I'd, be. And I'd be happy not to ask. Yeah, you. yeah. You should just. Continue continue doing whatever you were doing which is probably like playing stardew valley on my tv i'm assuming this is my living room i don't know why just this is this is the this is where my bit is going and i have access to the tv and you have access to the tv yeah forced to watch me play stardew valley why are you still playing why did you start from the beginning why didn't you just use one of the save files that i have chris like why did you why are we watching the cutscenes? we know about the granddad what are you doing well i wanted to set up the sprinklers in a specific way but it's gonna take me at least four or five days to unlock sprinklers so um if you don't mind um, do you guys mind? Do you guys? Do you guys cooking anything? You guys uh, making any food or like? Can I get a? Can I get a? I'm sprite? getting a little hungry, so I'm gonna work on this while you guys. Take you uh, <laughs> you guys got any like any ever. sprite and like clear sodas I could have? You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like a Seven Up will work too. I'm not. I'm not against yeah. it. I would really prefer diet sprite, but if you don't have that, I'll take a Seven Up. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Um, so no Seven Up. Hmm. Uh, Carlos arrives. Um, Ada pretty quickly knocks him out. Um, uh, and starts stalking over to Lada. Mary manages to get to the top of the hatch via the rope, sees the situation. Uh, I love this moment. Uh, this is this is not a double brother bluff. Obviously, I don't know if it's a if it's a core four score. I don't know if we could come up with the term for Ooh. it. I don't know. I don't know what this is. But she spots the knife. Uh, must process that Carlos had to go get it. Grabs it. Just drops it below her. Like okay. Like John's on his own. Here's a knife for him. And then immediately starts fighting the demon. Um, and then she throws the box to to Lada and tells, knowing that the box is meant to open and trap and kill monsters says hey open the box um and this is where we start getting like real action packed as we go back and forth between ada holding mary against the wall lada going through the process of opening the box which i sent you a text earlier today with a tweet of because someone had like screenshotted the instructions for this thing mm-hmm. and i just want to read them because i feel like it's very cute um and shout out to yeah. i don't know that this person follows us on twitter i have no idea who this person is it's just a random tweet but shout out to at cursed underscore or underscore not um follow the path of one toward heaven second spot is four less seven find the fourth behind hell's door six sunset on the western floor i will always lead you here ending the darkness that we all fear that's like what lada is deciphering in this extremely intense moment right like this is great yeah what does it mean 
I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, like it's. A, Does it mean anything, or is it just is it just for this episode, well, or is it supposed to be a riddle we solve? Well, I'm not good at solving riddles. It's a riddle and of how to open the box. Like, obviously, you're starting at the one position, whatever that is, and the second spot is four less seven, so you're going to the third yeah, position. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. you're doing the thing, but it's just I don't know that we've had like this level of detail in in this supernatural. I know we had some of this, but like this feels not in a long time. This feels like kind of fancy almost. I don't know how else to yeah, say. Someone's it. having fun. It feels fancy, Chris. That's what I'm saying. It feels it's fancy. Fancy. It's well, we get that box open, right? Um, yeah. I think right. Yeah. So it um, it it pulls the demon out of Ada, and then we cut back down to John down below, scrambling around, finally finding the the silver knife that was thrown to him. Uh, and then we just see him cut that fucking demon uh, or that that monster's head off. Cuts, cuts the Lucaroo's head, head off, my dog. Like this is so fantastic. We see it on the ground twitching at one point. This is everything I've ever wanted from Supernatural. Like I, yes, I am. One of the things that attracted me to Supernatural was the idea of these monsters, and it's something that they kind of delivered on, but got like weaker and weaker at over time. And man, if this show is leaning hard on that angle, like it's it'll have its hooks in me immediately. Um, I want to talk about the box a little bit. The box has like weird bluish magic, uh, kind of, which I've always associated with like witchy stuff, with like Rowena stuff. Mm. But obviously, it's a mm. men of letters thing, so I don't know what's going on with that dog. Like, could it be oh, could it be uh, an, an angelic thing, or is it not light enough to be angelic? Uh, um, it could be an angelic thing too. But if it's from if the men of letters made it, like there was that like weirdo collector men of letters guy that, that was a yeah, witch. So yeah. like I don't I don't know who knows. Um, who knows. Uh, Ada is is alive. She survives it. Carlos is, of course, a little freaked out. Uh, there's the moment that seals to me the fact that John is a psychopath, which is where he pops out and is so is just covered in blood and like looks the happiest he's ever looked in his life. Uh, right, like it's yeah. especially in the episode, yeah. definitely looks the happiest. He's got some, she's got some shit to unpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is like, what? What's going on, guys? I did it! Like he is so fucking jazzed that he fucking <laughs> killed a Luke Guru, and then looks around the room and is like, I am reading this energy completely differently than you guys. <laughs> is this not what we do? Is this not how we? I thought we were gonna right, party right. after this. I thought like we're in the seventies. I feel like state champs right now. You know? Y'all got weed and like some unprotected sex on the menu after this right like we're all we're all feeling this energy and everyone in the room is like shut up dude like, uh-uh, uh-uh. we have battle fatigue right now john thanks <laughs> um we skip over to lawrence and what i feel like is another kind of an awkward cut uh where john is now giving his mom well there was a commercial break you know i guess I, you know and i'm not looking at this with commercial breaks so that's def- probably definitely the problem um john is giving his mother all of his dad's like paraphernalia and for a moment he's like i can't believe you didn't tell me all of this and she, she looks at him is like are you mad at me i stayed i'm here like y'all both left i am the one that yeah. was here for you and you could almost see john like just go like yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> like back down immediately <laughs> yeah dog I didn't, I didn't really think about it that way uh do you want to do you want to talk about like that's my bad mother's day brunch or anything (laughs) did you get the card i sent you you for for four years you didn't send me i don't know how long he was gone for it's two years he signed um, up at 17 and now he's 19 so okay 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 um we we um yeah so he's delivered all of henry's stuff back to his mom and uh we get dangerously close we get dangerously close to to pushing it too far when he talks about how he feels like he's found his new purpose because you know this is what his dad did and he drops the saving people hunting things i was born to do this and i'm like oh whew, okay bullet dodged because if he had quoted the whole thing i would have got mad i would have it would have been mad. it would have been a little on the nose um yeah and I, I agree with you when he said the saving people hunting things i was like okay and I, he had been introduced to the hunting stuff and the saving people stuff so like i get it it's a it's, it's a catchy line we got to have it in there somewhere 
Um, and it's followed with him, with her being like, hey, look, <laughs> you got to understand. Like, all I really wanted to do in this life was own this garage like my dad. Uh, but then I met Henry, and then you came along, and I realized I would do anything to keep you safe. Uh, and maybe you'll understand that feeling. Maybe you'll understand why I didn't tell you about any of this when you have kids yourself. And they dropped that fucking Americana theme. And Chris... <laughs> Yeah, they might need to start putting like a. I felt pain in my heart. <laughs> in, in your heart, you felt pain. I in felt pain in my heart. heart. Okay. I uh, I. They, they may have to start putting like a little warning at the beginning of the episode if they're going to play for this. Sure. Like I don't, for sure. I can't just handle that shit just out and about. But post the OST before I go into the episode. <laughs> I need to know. You know when you watch stuff on Prime and you pause it and it like it pops up uh like the song that's playing yeah. and all the like I need I need X-ray for this show in a real bad way. So every scene that starts I can just pause it and be like does that say is that Jay whatever his name is Americana cuz I say so I cannot handle that. Like that's not that's not I'm not uh it's 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 very like it's and it's a good moment. Like they I feel like they they earned the right to use it, but it, it was out of nowhere for me and um and this is when John hands her the letter. Is like, hey, you know, Dad was trying to keep us safe too. And she reads the letter, and we hear Henry's voice. Henry from the dude that played Henry from Supernatural, Gil, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we hear his voice like read this letter about, you know, hey, I've tra- always tried to keep you safe. Uh, I love you and your mother always. Uh, but you know, you can go to this address with this key and get to some fucked up shit. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. and yeah, this is, you know, where she's like, please don't do this. Don't, don't go down this road. Um, and sorry, mom. Yeah. He's, he's gonna anyway. Um, and yeah, so now he just goes to tell Mary, Hey, what's up? What's up, babe? I'm all in. Babe. <laughs> I'm all in, babe. It's like, you gotta, like, I know it's 1972. You've got to stop the babe. Like, I'm not, this, um, do not approve that. Yeah. And he's, uh, he, he's all excited to, to get into this. And she's like, Hey chief, let's pump the brakes a little you know this isn't gonna bring your dad back this isn't going to bring your friend murph back like this this hunting things won't make your past better all right so just just be aware of that um but no time no time to truly unpack that because carlos and lana show up and it's just like hey what's up everybody gets a coffee we're all in on this let's go uh and she also like takes a little time to compliment both lana and carlos right and even says carlos that he was like okay <laughs> and carlos is like that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me um there's also a little bit of a, of a joke a running joke um in this episode where when john brought mary coffee he like guessed her coffee recipe which was just like her her outlook on life black and then as she brings him coffee he's, she says the same thing like i guess your outlook on on life is too sweet and it, it works like it's it's very cute uh it's 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 fine. It's okay, but it's it's neat. It's weird because I saw a review today as I was like looking around for reviews on the show because the one of the reviews complained that there were no running jokes. And like, first off, there's one episode, my friend. Uh, second off, there was at least one running joke in the in the in the episode. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but we got to finish out. We got to go talk to Ada. Um, so Ada is recuperating for being possessed by a demon. She knew Henry. Uh, but she doesn't know what happened to him because all of the men of letters that she knew disappeared 15 years ago. And of course we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just fucking lays out what has got to be the, the plot of this whole fucking show. Chris, I was, yeah. I was not yeah. expecting this. I figured this would be like the, the high five at the end would be like them meeting up with Carlos and Lada and being like, we did it. Now we have to go to uh, wherever and find more information, but no, they, they lay out this whole fucking plot. 
yeah there's there's more here and we find out that this this box that this has been the subject of this entire episode is the only thing that can kill an Akrita. am i saying that right is there an s at the beginning of this word i i i spelled it in my notes exactly the way you're saying it Akrita. i'm sure Akrita. i'm sure i'm not okay. saying it i'm sure i'm not if we're saying it, it wrong we'll try to get it right by the next episode yeah. but it is this new force this new evil monster thing we don't know a, a big bad force is how i described it in my notes um th- that it, it, the goal of, of this this these, these creatures is to kill everyone and take over the world um and samuel was researching how to stop them and he went to uh his next stop in his his research was to go to the men of letters bunker i guess in savannah so now we know all right that's our next destination that's where we're going in the next episode um and we find out that not only are the Akrita a threat to the world, but also all of existence. And something about that is where I'm like, oh, are we gonna do? Are we gonna be doing multiple universes? Mm-hmm. And and like we did, you know, throughout much of Supernatural in the later seasons, we had multiple timelines, multiple universes, which made me start to think, is this related to another timeline somehow? Uh, and then we end the episode with actually seeing Dean. Um, He's writing down this this his reflections, his voiceover that he's giving to us uh, in his journal, I guess, before he jumps into the Impala and and drives off. And this made me think, like, oh, is this Dean in heaven? You know, reflecting on something, blah blah. blah. I don't know. It just left me with a lot of questions, but it was great to see Dean. And we've got our hook for what's what the driving force of the season's going to be. There, there's a lot to discuss in this because the Akrita don't want to just come here and like kill the humans. Like they are, they want to take kill humans and monsters alike. Right. Um, and as the team like joins up, uh, as the learning that they have to go to Savannah, Mary is like, you know, okay, I have to go to Savannah. And John interrupts her is like, no, we have to go to Savannah. Uh, and she realizes like, oh, I'm part of a team. And like, there's that moment where they all file out at the same time to go to Savannah. And that's where Dean starts mm-hmm. his motive, his, his narration and says, you know, what they didn't know is that the Akrita were a threat to not, not just to everything. We're a threat to everything, all existence, not just earth. Um, yeah. and, it's interesting because he says, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep writing this stuff down. I'm going to keep letting you guys know I'm still figuring some of this out. But until then, I'll keep picking the music. Uh, and we, we're hearing like classic rock start to, to come on. And um, he gets in the Impala, like you said, and drives off. Ice chest in the back seat. I'm just mentioning that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know yeah. what the like. Maybe it's just beer, but it's weird that we saw that ice chest in like promo pictures so much too. Like, because I made that <laughs> joke on Twitter. I don't think that that's the funniest joke that I've ever made on Twitter uh, or, or ever. I think every time she sees it, she just starts. She, she, yesterday, she was like, "Do you remember when you said that thing about Sam Ice Chester?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." She said that was really funny. Yeah. So thank you, Autumn. It's a good one. Appreciate it's a good it. joke. It's good material. Um, Twitter.com slash motwcast. Uh, <laughs> I. Where Dean is and who he's narrating to, I think, are going to be two of the the funner mysteries, and over the course of this season, like this, mm-hmm. he, we have like a weird blue filter over this, uh, which they didn't do for Heaven that they've done. It's but it's not the Purgatory filter, and it's not the other universe filters. Um, so I don't, but I don't know if this is like signifying something or if they just wanted to make the shot look a little he's in, different. He's in Silent Hill. Yeah, he's he's in. There was fog everywhere, and there was a nurse, uh, and there was a guy with a pyramid on his head. Do you guys know? I don't know. Um, but I will say that seeing Dean on the screen again, uh, I think especially after the season fifteen finale, which affected us both a lot, and both in a lot of different ways <laughs> like yeah, it, it affected us a lot in a lot of different ways yeah. seeing him just like 
all right, let's roll. Uh, we're going to do this kind of thing um, was weirdly emotional for me. I didn't know how much I cared. I think if you had asked me, I would have probably gotten there eventually, but just seeing him out of nowhere on the screen and was like, Oh shit, <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, this is, I, the, I think uh, this is the thing. Having taken, taken a full supernatural break, haven't really thought about it. Haven't, haven't looked at any, anything really haven't watched an episode. So having that, that, I don't know what, how long it's been six, seven months since we last watched an episode to then see Dean again definitely like it caught me i did then in that moment realizing oh man the show has has meant so much to me it's so nice to see him again um if if the nostalgia you know wears off the the things that are they're tugging at the heartstrings wears off i don't know if the show will hold up i certainly hope it does i have no reason to suspect that it won't um but it's yeah they got me they got me with that i'm i'm excited i'm i'm excited about supernatural Good. or the winchesters I'm, the winchesters as what you mean i'm excited about supernatural existing more of uh, more supernatural existing i guess is probably the way to say it um yeah dude this is this was a, a shock to the system for me i just did not expect it to be this good yeah this was a this was a huge surprise a really pleasant surprise it's different enough that it doesn't feel like a copycat with enough of the similar feeling that you feel like you're back home again at least that's how i feel and um just yeah a treat a delight. Yeah, what what an absolute delight of an episode. I I have now I'm in a position where I have expectations, Chris. <laughs> now I'm really worried about how this yeah. the next 13 yeah. weeks are going to go because now it has to live up to all of our expectations. Yeah, yeah, now I'm really excited about it and if it disappoints me, I'm going to be mad. Whereas before I was just like, "Eh, it's going to be like, you know, maybe it'll be like some monsters or something to shoot." But now I'm fucking excited. Um yeah. This is great. Uh Folks listening, if this is your, if you're hopping on with this with this episode, we have 270 something episodes where we talk about supernatural all the way from season one through the finale of season 15, including some episodes uh, on the comic books and some interviews with people and some talks with other podcasts and all kinds of stuff. So go go check out monsteroftheweek.cool for that. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com/slash monsteroftheweek. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we. I, my goal is to try to do this every week uh, until uh, we finish the series. Uh, but we also do another podcast called Still His Kingdom Keeps, which releases weekly. And uh, we're we're probably primarily focused on that right now. So I would expect us to keep doing this as long as the show stays good. But please don't hold us to any schedule. We're going to we're going to try our best. Um, is that fair to say, Chris? Do you feel like that's I think that that's that's fair to say mm-hmm. every time something like this uh pops up we think let's broadcast every single day of the week and then we remember that we have jobs yes and, uh, yes works up jobs and <laughs> lives and and things to do in the evening and, and and people that we that want to hang out with us that are not just podcasting about supernatural for some reason i don't know why but whatever for some reason um, perplexed but so that'll be you know uh don't expect us to follow our twitter follow uh subscribe to us on itunes or apple podcast or google or wherever you can find podcasts we're everywhere spotify um and they will just appear they you, you will get them as soon as they are publicly available, I promise. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we love you. Thank you for hanging in with us. If you haven't listened to us in a while, it's nice to speak to you. Again. It's nice to speak to you again. It's nice to be heard. I always like to be heard. Uh, and we'll uh, see you with the next episode of Winchester's. Goodbye.
I was just trying to tell you about my um, temperature-changing Lord of the Rings mug that I've made some calming tea. I, I just I talked to Jess on the phone 30 minutes ago, and uh, as I was speaking, I realized, oh no, I've got a bit of a scratchy throat today. <laughs> I haven't spoken all day, and I did not realize. Oh no, it's not good. So I'm trying to do some some last-minute patchwork before we uh, get into it. I do. Dude, who would have thought? Who would have thought that this was actually going to be good? Genuinely surprised. I I didn't. I don't think I rolled my eyes a single time. Uh, me either. I think it was all it was all pretty pretty direct. So just done done it all in good faith, you know. I mean, I suppose we'll save this for the episode. Yeah, no? we pro- we should probably. I'm ready when, whenever you are. So whenever you feel the need. Do you think? Is there anything? I mean. I don't, I bet there's some people who, who haven't listened to Still His Kingdom Keep, so they haven't been keeping up with their outtakes, and they don't know what we're well, up I'm, to. I'm kind of with you which on is... just, like, let's just do the episode, because I feel like the only way we yeah. make this work is if, um, especially if we're going to, like, be excited to do it next week, like, is if we don't spend a lot of time doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. This really on the last lap with this, with this cough drop. I just want it to be fully gone. <laughs> Well, it was one of those XL cough drops. That Jesus gets. Christ, Chris! What are we doing? I um, what I'm doing is raiding my grandmother's um, medicine drawer. Oh, that's exciting! Pilfering her things. That's not good. <laughs> These were bequeathed to me. <laughs> you inherited them in the world. <laughs> my special extra strong. Wait till you find out they're like morphine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jess just told me that she's like, oh, yeah, the reason I've been so tired going to work this week is because I've accidentally been taking NyQuil before work. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> All right. Okay, hold on. All right. I'm ready to rock, frankly. Okay. I think I, I feel like I was born ready. Really- <laughs>